Hello and welcome to Back on and Beyond, where today I'm going to be speaking to professional footballer Kenji Gore, who's currently playing in Portugal. How are you doing, Kenji? You okay? Yeah, doing really well, thank you. Thanks for having me on, bro. Good stuff. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for, thanks for your time. Um, how's life in Portugal? It's actually, it's not too bad over here in, in Madeira, man. Not too, also with the current situation, what's happening in the world, you know, it's, yeah. it's a real safe island out here. Like, there's not a lot of cases. There's not, yeah. not, not a lot. Of, I don't think there was any deaths on the island. So, so every, everything was really safe out here. Everyone uh, kept to themselves. And it's, it's kind of slowly going back to that new normal. Really? Wow, yeah. that's good. And obviously, you've got the sun over there, so we haven't got that over here. We haven't got that luxury. Um, but yeah, I mean, things are starting to go back to normality. But then there's, I think there's been a spike in Leicester uh, over the last couple of days. So they're talking about maybe putting Leicester on lockdown, and it's just wow. yeah. Obviously, it was always going to happen potentially because obviously people start to integrate back into society, and then naturally you're going to get a bit of a spike. But just one of those situations where I don't, you don't really want to be going back to work and then having to go on lockdown again. It just makes it a lot more difficult to deal with. Um, but yeah, like I said, thanks for coming on. Um, as I mentioned to you before, um, and obviously to the listeners out there who may have seen a couple of my shows before, the reason why I'm doing these podcasts is to make people aware that athletes um, have transferable skills um, and also to make industry leaders and organisations aware as well. Um, and obviously, I like to speak to people who have maybe made the transition from sport to another career, people within the game, so figures within sport, and also athletes that are still currently athletes. And obviously, you fit into the, the latter uh, part of that um, equation. So, in terms of kind of life at the minute for yourself, aside from obviously the obviously the obvious situation with the lockdown, how how's life for you? What are you actually doing with yourself at the moment? So regarding lockdown, it was a real massive, it was kind of a massive um, time in my life, really. Mm. Like, I really went full force into my business. Um, I started my business um, in literally about a couple, like about six months ago. Okay. I really started. So, so now it's really taken its taken its toll. Like I'm I'm doing a lot of of new things, a lot of things that have that have um, that have you know been visions that are now coming into reality. Yeah. You know, so it's it's kind of just really having that time to really process everything, what's going on, what's happening in the world, but also taking this time to really grow as myself and grow my business. Mm. So what my business actually is, it's uh, personal development and mindset coaching for professional athletes. Okay. Because yeah, because basically I saw that, you know, like in, in, in my life, like I saw a lot of players, you know, not reaching their full potential, mm. not reaching their full potential and not because of their talent, nothing yeah. to do with talent, mm. but because of the mindset. Yeah. And, and this, is, this is why I'm so passionate about that. I'm just passionate about footballers, you know, not just focusing on, on the pitch, but also focusing like you were speaking about off the pitch you know we're way more than just professional footballers we're way more than just athletes so it's really important and i'm happy that you're actually uh, doing this podcast to to get the word out there and and really speak about this topic that's brilliant mate and obviously you mentioned that you were thinking about kind of doing this uh for well months gone by and it kind of it come into fruition through circumstances obviously the lockdown gave you more time to to delve into that what made you go down that route then? Obviously, you touched on it a little bit and you said, look, you've come across players and you've heard stories and we all have. Um, but what made you kind of choose this avenue as opposed to maybe something else, coaching or something completely different? Yeah, for me, like this is something that I'm really passionate about. Mm. You know, it's something that I'm really passionate about to, for, for footballers really to be the best on and off the pitch to live their best life and, and to really to just, to just be the best selves that they can be. And it all started really when I saw my, my fiance is a, is a business coach and she supports uh, professional athletes' wives in, in, their, in their businesses. And, oh, wow. Their so, so it's kind of like when she started on her journey, uh, a lot of, you know, players used to call me and come round and open up about their situations and stuff. And we would, 
support them through the situation they were going through. Mm. And, and uh, a lot of friends used to come round and, and call and call us and stuff like that. So that's how, that's how it kind of all started. So I really saw the, the passion there from me and I really saw that, you know, helping people, there's nothing, there's no better feeling than it. And, and for me now to be a footballer as well as helping professionals to, to, be, them, to be themselves along the way, is 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 my purpose so i'm really proud to to actually do what i do and and to also um continue to to have a business like i do that's massive and obviously to integrate that whilst you're playing as well because for me again there's no right or wrong so when i was playing i was solely focused on football i didn't really know what i was going to do afterwards although i knew i would do something um and i obviously transitioned away from football completely um but for you to be doing this as well as kind of not only looking after your, your own fitness and, and mental health yourself, but you're also taking care of other people's. Um, how does it work? And do you approach them or do they approach you? Or So how, how I do it, do it is I've got uh, several, several avenues of, of where my business goes, really. So at the moment, I've got the Mindset Planner, which supports them in, in getting their life vision and life clarity on their life, you know? So it has, you know, real guidelines to get themselves to, to rate their life and, and stuff like that. It's write down their goals, route that write down. Um, it has daily prompts to really, what am I grateful for today? And, and what, do I, what, what will make today amazing? You know, just them certain things. And then at the end of the day, reflect on your day. It's just them certain things that will really help you, you know, instead of waking up by accident and living your life as an accident, it's kind of just yeah. setting that real um, um, structure in your life so, so you're living for a purpose, you're living for a direction, you're not just living and, and just don't know what's going on, you mm. know, so, so that's what I created. Um, and a part of On The Ball, um, I've also got uh, my podcast, which okay. is called Conversations With Kenji. And uh, on that podcast, I get, um, get in conversation with footballers, professional athletes to share their story, to share what their challenges were, what they've had to overcome to get yeah. to where they are. So other people and other footballers can also um, feel inspired and to learn from other people's journey and to from learn from, from their things and implement it in their lives, you know. Mm -hmm. so, so I'm really passionate about that. And a part of that, um, I've now launched the, um, the On The Ball Squad, which is a free community for professional athletes to come in, uh, where, where, we'll be taking, where we'll be helping them in their, their personal development and mindset by uh, having two monthly calls, one with ex-professional footballer um, to, to share his story, to share what he went through, his challenges he went through, his it's just his life in general to, to and, and so players can really uh, model his success, but also learn from his mistakes, yeah. you know? So, so, um, and, and the second call will be with a guest expert. So for example, a motivational speaker or a relationship coach, a financial coach, you know, people in all areas of your life, spirituality, you know, in all areas of your life. So, so that will be, so that's what I'll be coming out with. Um, actually it's, we're launching this week so if wow. any footballer is listening to it you know make sure you come and join us come and join the community because it's uh, it's going to be amazing man. wow so i mean that's really exciting obviously it sounds like you've got a lot going on you must be really happy with how things are going um in terms of your say clients how is it going for them are they receptive can you see the benefits of obviously dealing with them and helping them going forward yeah, there's no better feeling, to be honest, bro. Like, there's literally no better feeling than to just see them, to just, you know, when they come and say, you know, I, like, I'm just, I'm just scared, scared about my future. I'm, um, I don't know what's going to happen. Or, you know, like, I had, I had one client that was really, like, he didn't really know who he was sort of thing. And just to see him now be the person that he desires to be, yeah. It's, it's just it's just amazing to see you know to really see his progress from where he started and to see where he is now it's mm. kind of you know for me that that fulfills me more than anything it, yeah. it's you know they, they say like when scoring a goal and, and an assist is, is amazing but when you see somebody's life change like that for me is is ultimate fulfillment and and that's what like that, that's why i know that this is my purpose you know it's it's like um it's like i love i love football Football yeah. is my dream. Football is what I love to do. Mm. But now I've realised that, you know, football, 
football world has found my purpose. And that's why I do encourage everybody in, in the football world as a footballer right now to, to realise that, you know, the football, the football career is short. Mm. You know, the football career is short. So, so what are you going to do after it? Like I had, I had Nathan Dyer on my podcast the other day and his yeah. episode will be coming out soon as well. And he was speaking about it. He was like, we're not going to be relevant. Yeah. We're not going to be relevant soon. Mm. So, so use the platform that you have now to something that you actually want to build on, something that you actually want to go and create in the world. What are you passionate about? Yeah. And then go and do that. Like, we have so much time on our hands, but we pretend that we need to rest. We pretend, oh, FIFA's <laughs> more important. FIFA's yeah. more important. Like, what do, like, and that's why it encourages me so much, you know, to see the centre-back from Chelsea. What's his name? Um, Tamori. Yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah. Having a degree and, and being in university and really mm. focusing on his life after football because I know it's scary. It's scary. Yeah. Life after football is scary, but we still have to be prepared. We still have to know that it's coming. Yeah, 100%. And I, I relate to that. Um, I mean, I've spoke to various people now and I always try and say, look, once you're in the game, your network is massive and sometimes you don't realise how big it is, especially if you're high profile. And even if you're not, you can still utilise your network. Go and obviously speak to someone if you need to get help or advice or whatever it may be and speak to so many people and they kind of ask me, like, how do you get people on your podcast? And I was like, oh, just ask them. They either say yeah or they just ignore me. For every one person I get on the show, like yourself, there's 20, 30 people who haven't responded to me for whatever reason. Um, and that's just how it is. So if you're looking to pursue something like you have and you, you probably need a bit of guidance or um, I don't know, whether it be financial help or whatever, just go and ask. Um, I always say the worst worst case scenario someone's going to say no and if you don't ask the answer is always going to be no anyway that's generally how i live my life um good bad and indifferent um but i think it's amazing what you're doing uh, and obviously i want to delve into that a little bit more a bit later on uh, you mentioned you spoke to um was it nathan ellington you said you spoke to nathan dyer nathan, nathan dyer. dyer sorry um so you spoke yeah. to nathan dyer and obviously so he's got a, a presence as well and obviously a high profile um he'll have a lot of connections um, in some ways, I think it's slightly easier if you've got more of a high profile to maybe do something whilst you're in the game or after the game because your name still carries some weight. But for someone like myself, I was never a household name, wasn't high profile or anything, even though I sustained a career for 15, 16 years. Um, and in some ways, it, it's slightly harder because naturally, if you're a high profile, your name carries some weight. So obviously, going forward, just even if your product or whatever you're doing isn't that kind of, um, I don't know, productive, you've still got the backing of your brand, if that makes sense. So you, it'll always carry you so far, whereas someone else who may have the same idea, like say myself, doesn't carry much weight um, or as much weight just because the brand isn't there. And that's just, that's life at the end of the day. That's just how it is. Um, but going forward, I want my listeners to be aware. And if there's any kind of athletes out there who aren't high profile, don't let that stop you in your tracks because people are yeah. always going to be willing to help. And the ones who wait, then you just move on to the next one. There's always people out there. Yeah. Um, use your network. LinkedIn's good. Obviously, social media is amazing. That's how I came in contact with yourself. And it was through someone else that put me in touch with you. So yeah. that's just how it is. And it was obviously just a couple of messages. And then you thankfully you decided to come on. Um, but we'll touch on your business more later because I want you to obviously let the listeners know in more detail kind of where we can find you and stuff like that. Um, but as I mentioned um, at the top of the show, you're still playing football. And obviously you're only young um, and you've still got a lot of years ahead of you, hopefully, in the game. Um, at the moment, you're currently playing for, is it Estoril? No, I'm at National, actually. National, I'm a yeah, National. Okay, so were you initially on loan at Estoril then? Yeah, I went on yeah. loan to Estoril. Oh, okay. I just, sorry, before you go into that, I also want to add something to what you said yeah. about you know, about what you were speaking about. And, and it's just so important to do something that you're passionate about. Mm. I think everything is going to have its challenges, you know. If you're in the Premier League, you're going to have your challenges of, oh, what people going to think? Is not focused. Yeah. And, if, and if, you're in, if you're in League One, you're thinking, I wish I was in the Premier League. And, and it's just them sort of things where we have to realise and be in, the, in who we are and accept for where we are, but That's also it. do something that you're passionate about, mm. right? Because that's what's then going to make you not give up. It's going to make you continue to go because this is what you would do for free, mm. right? So it's like that sort of thing. It's like 
it's not like, why are you really doing it? It's like, why are you actually playing football? What are you playing football for? And then you're not going to, once you start to go in deep into why you're actually playing, the, what the coach says isn't going to matter. What the, yeah. what the fans say to you isn't going to matter. What the people speak your name badly about yourself is not going to matter because you know exactly who you are. You know exactly what you, and it's just to give, it's just to give this kind of advice of like, like you just have to step into that person. You have to step into who he would be like, if you want to be a business owner, you have to step into that. I'm a footballer and a business owner. And that's not to say that I wasn't scared. I was yeah. so scared. I was so <laughs> scared of judgment. I was yeah. scared of what people were going to say. He's not serious or this and that. And I've had it all said to me. Mm. But what's more important is seeing that client of mine being the best self that he can be. 100%. That outweighs what I've done. So it's just about why you doing it what what your business do you want to do and go after it man if you're passionate about nutrition go and do something with nutrition that's it that's yeah. a massive message and that's important and i'm so glad you went into detail regarding that because there's people out there who probably coming across those emotions or thoughts that you've mentioned there and it's in in, in general it's going to be holding them back it's going to be a hindrance um people will always have ideas and sometimes they'll see someone else who who's Kind of got the same idea and it's coming into fruition that their mindset is well i thought of that like months ago or a couple of years ago why didn't i do that you just need to go for it at the end of the day and yeah you're right you will have your highs and your lows sometimes you may fail once twice three times um but you just learn from your mistakes and obviously it's, it's part and parcel of the experience going forward um, it's just like when you were learning how to play football you know how to kick maybe initially and that maybe came kind of second nature to you but then you have to learn different ways to, have to kick the ball. You have to learn the game. So it didn't all come naturally. It didn't all come at the same time. And even when you're playing now, I'm sure you're still learning because you, you never stop learning anyway. Um, yeah. And that's just life in general. Um, so, yeah, like I said, that, mass, that, that message is massive. Um, and I'm glad you said that. Um, so in terms of obviously being in Portugal and kind of playing at Nacional, which is obviously a good level, um, what are the differences in comparison to obviously the Portuguese league um, and obviously playing in England? Mm -hmm. The biggest difference is that what I've realised is like talent is everywhere, right? And um, like in my team especially, there's so many talented players like Brazilians with the close control and, and they're just yeah. unbelievable talents, right? Mm. And, and when I first came here from Swansea, I realised that these guys, these guys, like they're on the same sort of level. You know what I mean? That there's not, there's not much difference. Yeah. And then you start to speak to them. Mm. Then you hear what the, the things that they say, and yeah. then you hear the belief system that they have inside of them. Then you yeah. believe what 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 they what they um that they feel about the situation that they're in. Mm. And they don't even believe that it's possible to go and play at our highest level. That they don't even believe. You know, so, so if you don't believe, then it's not going to happen. Exactly. You know, so, so, it's, so it's, that's the biggest difference for me was the mentality. Like, the mentality was, was the biggest difference for me. Like, looking, looking at how Swansea were. Like, Swan, the, the guys were so secure of themselves. Like, the likes of Gilfie Sigurdsson and, and Boney and Nathan Dyer, Wayne Routledge. Like, they know exactly who they were. They knew the yeah. quality that they had and they know how much they were worth. Yeah. Right? And then you put it here and they're like, <clears throat> oh, I don't believe that I can go there or that's so far away. And, you know, and it's that sort of mentality from, that's, that's the difference for me. That is the biggest difference, what I oh, saw. I mean, I always find it hard to, hard to understand, hard to fathom how people can be involved in something, especially football, which can take you anywhere. As you know, you could be hot today and then not tomorrow. That's just football. Mm -hmm. um, injury today and change the whole kind of uh, outlook in your career. So whilst you're fit and playing and kind of in the team, out of the team, whatever it may be, I don't understand how people can think, well, I can never get to the Premier League or I can never get to League One or Championship or whatever. Because without that belief, mm -hmm. it's naturally going to be a hindrance, whether you see it or not, because you're always going to be on that kind of, uh, the, the mindset of, well, this is my level and, and that's it. And I always think, surely your mindset, sh your mindset should be, well, I want to push for the stars, I want to reach for the stars. And if, if I don't make it at that level, at least I've tried. 
So to hear yeah. you say that, I'm, I'm kind of surprised, to be honest. Yeah, man, it really is. And it's, and it's deeper than that because they let their circumstances dictate them. So, for mm. example, if they're on the bench or they've had a bad game, that, that, that sticks in their mind. You know, that last moment sticks in their mind from, oh, it's definitely not positive. I don't play here. How can I play there? And I know a lot of footballers face that, you know, like you face that. Mm. Like I, I'm also like, I'm not, it's not like I've not thought about these thoughts either. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, like, it's like, I also used to think like, um, like if I don't play here, how am I going to play there? You know, if mm. I, I went, for example, when I was at Swansea, I went to Northampton on loan, mm. played, the, like, played, played a lot of cup games and, and just, we had a massive cup run got to a point where I wasn't in the team so I was like if I don't play here how am I going to play in Swansea like that was yeah. that's your mindset right yeah. but it's just all about realizing that football is all about moments it's just yeah. simple moments and then you look at Dan James's story who's now playing at United yeah one year he didn't he, he didn't play a minute in Shrewsbury on loan the next year he gets makes a transfer transfer to 20 million to Manchester United Crazy. so 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 they're the sort of things that you need to look at rather than looking at the negative side of it. You've got to try and switch to the positive side, even though it's the hardest thing to do. But, but that was real, the, really the biggest, the biggest realisation what I, what I had here. Okay. Um, and so obviously you've, you've kind of touched on the mental side of it, um, thought process. What about the differences in terms of on the pitch? So technique, the standard, the speed, what's the difference? So, yeah, so on the pitch, the, the Premier League is, well, in England, it's a lot faster. Mm. You know, it's a lot faster. There's a lot of stoppages here. There's a lot of diving. There's a lot of referees stopping the game for a long time. VAR's now in the game where you literally stood there on the pitch for five minutes waiting for the, the ref to make a decision. Like yeah. in England, like you guys think it's long, but it's instant. Like here yeah. in Portugal, I'm literally stood there for five minutes waiting for getting really? a drink, waiting for them to make a decision. So that's the, that to me is the, is the biggest difference. Like the speed of the game is more slow. Like it's a lot, it's very tactical, you know. It's, mm. it's like need to go here sort of thing. And, and, and you know, England is, on a, is obviously on a higher standard. They've got the best of the best and they've got all the resources to get the best of the best. Best mm. coaches, best management, best leadership. So, so obviously they're going to be on a different level. But in terms of, in terms of Portuguese football, it's, it's, it's more, that's the biggest difference on the pitch for me, to be fair. Really? And in terms of the season so far, how's it been? Obviously, it was interrupted by the lockdown. Um, yeah. That must have been frustrating. But um, in terms of on the pitch, how's it been so far, like pre-lockdown? Yeah, so literally, we, when I first joined Nacional, we were in the first division. We were in the top league. Yeah. Um, and we got relegated. We got relegated. So as we got relegated last season, um, this season we got promoted. So oh, we nice. were first. Yeah. So so we were first in the league, even though the season got cut short. Mm. Um, like we were re literally killing it. Like we were winning all of most of our games. That I don't think we lost. I don't yeah. think we lost it more. We lost a couple of games, but um, we were literally on fire. Like there was no, there was no one stopping us. We were, we were on fire, man. So <laughs> everything was going really well. And, and yeah. luckily, well, thankfully, we got, uh, we got rewarded for all our hard work and that we put in in the season that we're actually next season uh, going to be back in the first league. And uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a good, good thing, man. You must be buzzing, obviously, getting promoted. I've had that feeling before. Um, and again, it's one of those situations. You mentioned like football's about moments and that's so true because... So many players go through their careers, whether it be the higher echelons of football or whatever sport you're in, and they don't, they don't win a medal. Um, and I've heard that so many times. And the first time I heard it, I was, I was actually still playing. And um, it's kind of, I've never, I'd never really thought of it before. You just, just, obviously, once you're playing, you're just immersed in the game and you just think, okay, well, I'm playing, I'm in the team, I'm not playing, or whatever it may be. Um, but then when you look back and you think, Actually, how many players have I come across that have actually won something? And obviously, naturally, you think about the Premier League players or the Liga players or whatever, and that's fine. But when you kind of think about the Championship, League One, League Two, and players that have sustained a career at those levels and never won anything, and it depends on what you what you want from your career. I mean, I just wanted to play at the highest level. Um, obviously, you want to win medals, but that was never the be all and end all for me. Um, but I know some people they always just they just want to win medals which is completely yeah. fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of promotion, I had one promotion um, during my career. That was when I was at Bournemouth. We went up through the, the playoffs. 
And as you know, it's only, the playoffs are only good if you win. Because if you don't win, you've lost out on, what, three, four weeks of the off-season. Holiday as well. Yeah, that's it. So, for me, it was a long one. And we, we managed to get through. We won in the, uh, in the final. And then I had, like, we had two weeks break and then back to it. So, it was, um, yeah, it was crazy times. Um, but, yeah, so, obviously, you used to play in the, U- the UK. And you played for uh, Man City as a youth uh, player and also Man United as well. Um, so how was your time kind of growing up in the game uh, at those clubs? Yeah, it was, to be honest, like even just to go back to my story a little bit, I was kind of born in the football world. So mm. my dad was a professional footballer. He played for Feyenoord Ajax in Holland after mm. then moving to Huddersfield. And mm. that's, when, that's when I kind of, you know, I was born and, and I loved football. Yeah. And, um, and I just remember, you know, going to the games and celebrating and stuff with my dad and, yeah. and, just, and just that sort of stuff. So he said that he basically having conversations with him, he used to say like, he, gosh, you, you love football, man. Like all you were saying is after a game, like he'd be stiff and all that. I'm like, come on, dad, come on. <laughs> so, uh, that's how it kind of went. And it's actually yeah. funny because I actually spoke about this the other day where he said on the, on, um, he said, he said to me, he said, Kenji, you know what you used to do? And I said, uh, what did I used to do? And he said, uh, literally, you used to only think about football. Like, that's all I used to think about. And what actually happened was, how I actually got in, in, in the game was that I played one game in, in for my local team. Okay. And in that, one, in that one game, there was a City Scout there. And uh, he went up to my dad and he said, uh, is that your son? And my dad said, yeah, 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 but he's not interested. You know, it's his first game, let him play. But yeah. as soon as he gets home, he gets the wrath of my mum saying, hey, why are you killing his career? Why are you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so then the second game comes and uh, then now my mum's like, I'm going to his next game. So then yeah. he starts, my mum starts talking to him and, uh, and I end up playing, training at City and uh, training at United at the same time. And it gets to around nine where... I have to then make a decision on, on where I want to, where I want to go because now you have to put pen to paper. Yeah. And uh, at that time I decided to go to United. It mm. was, uh, and, and I've not looked back to be fair. It was an amazing time in my, in my life, in my career, played with some amazing players, had some amazing coaches, experienced mm. the best of the best. And, and just, and just, the, it's a time that I look back on and just think, wow, like that I got to, experience that was mm. just it's life-changing and it's and I'm so thankful and grateful that I actually went through that time and especially just to have the manager Sir Alex Ferguson be there and, and to just be in his presence and mm. like even even the day when when I told that that I was told that I was going to get released like he, I was in his office like what's he going to say and yeah. you know it's done sort of things like that I look back on now and think wow like I'm with Sir Alex Ferguson here and I'm He's mm. telling me how much of a good player I'm, I am. He's telling me all the things that now I'm only processing now. But at the time, I was like, you know, in a complete different mindset. And it's just yeah. mad like, when you think back. And it's just so important to really live in the present moment. Mm. And what's Sir Alex like? Because obviously you hear all these stories. I mean, for me, obviously, he's probably the best manager in the world. Um, yeah. I mean, even like past and present. Um, or one of them at least anyway and you hear so many stories kind of um, previous players that he's kind of managed and things like that and they've always got good words to say about him so what what experience did you have with him like how was he with yourself and other players that you came across yeah like for me honestly like just the way he was like he always had time for us like he always I was in the youth team at the time and and you know how we used to we used to be the ones having to clean the boots, do the balls, yeah. and wait for the first team to go home. Now we can go home and <laughs> just then sort yeah, of yeah. things. You know that was really old school. We had to clean up the gym after everyone left, like that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I don't even know if that still goes on, to be honest. But I don't like. I would love to know. I'm actually gonna find out if that still goes on. But yeah, that was a real like just them morals, you know, like real life yeah. morals that you get mm-hmm. installed into you that. Um, that, that really does, it is life-changing. It is life-changing stuff. Like, because mm. I was there every single day and it was just so normal to me, like, looking back, like, Sir Alex Ferguson was just, he was unbelievable. Like, he was just so good with us. And I yeah. remember, like, one time he got us all in a meeting and he was like, listen, you're all going to be ball boys. 
And I think it was against Real Madrid that we were ball ball. And we, okay. we were all ball ball anyway, and it was in Champions League. And remember yeah. it being in the Champions League. And he said, listen, you have to manage the game. Mm. He said, you have to manage this game. So if we are winning, da, 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 you guys know the game. That's why you're going to be ball boy. No, and it was like, <laughs> yeah, like, and he really got us like involved. Like we were involved in like yeah. in that game. You know, like we had a we had a, uh, a how do you call it? We had like a what do you call it now? We had like a part to play. Like okay. that's how that's what it was. Like we had a part to play in that game, and he made mm -hmm. us feel a part of it all. And that's what, that's what, like, for me, that's what I take from him. Like, he was just, he was just a guy who was honest. He was real. Like, whatever you, what, whatever you see was what you get. Like, it's not like he's going to be any different. I remember one time, significant, actually, where I was watching the first team training session and he was still in his office. And yeah. the training session wasn't really that great, you know, like, the, the mm. playing, the, the, they're not really giving their full. As soon as Sir Alex Ferguson stepped, like, walks down, steps on the pitch, <laughs> Yeah. The level started to go. <laughs> Everybody started to be busy. Everyone started to get on the ball. And it just his presence, his, his aura, and it's just who he is. Like, that's what made him so great. Like, it's, like, that's what it is for him, man. Like, I've got no bad word to say about him, to be fair. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, what you said there, it kind of, it, I can relate to it because that's how I felt about, well, that's how I feel about Martin O'Neill. Obviously, mm. he gave me my debut when I was at Leicester as an 18-year-old. Um, but the same scenario, so in terms of training, you'd be training with the first team and kind of John Robertson's there, who was the assistant manager, and then you've got Steve Walford, who was uh, the coach at the time, and everyone's kind of just going through the motions for whatever reason. As soon as the gaffer came out and he's walking like 100 yards to get to the training ground, like to get to the training pitch, as soon as people saw him, the levels just went up. He didn't have to say anything. <laughs> it was just his presence. It was ridiculous. And he had like a crazy aura about him. He didn't make me feel nervous because I'm not a nervous guy. I can talk to anyone. Um, but when he talked, you, you just listened. And if he, if he praised you, you knew it was like an honest statement. And it made you feel like warm about yourself, like happy. But then when he came down hard on you, me being me, like some managers, I'd retaliate and say my piece. But when it was him, nothing. Because you knew he was right. And he was always yeah. honest. Like some managers would never praise you. They'd always just berate you. And then it just yeah. became the norm. And it was like, well, you switch off because whatever, good, bad or indifferent performance, yeah. you're going to say the same thing. So you just yeah. tend to switch off as a player anyway. But when you've yeah. got a manager like Sir Alex Ferguson and obviously Martin O'Neill and people of that ilk, you just, you know that they're, what they're saying is, it's, it's right and it's true and it's honest as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, so obviously to, to continue with your career, Am I right in thinking that you played international level? Yeah. How was that experience? That is an experience that I will never forget. Like, it's something that, that there's no bigger honour to do. Like, you're playing for a country. Like, I never, I never realised the... I never realised how big it was until I stepped on the pitch. Really? Yeah, like, when I see myself wearing that shirt... Yeah. Like, and I'm like, I'm representing not just me. I'm not representing a club. Like, yeah. this is a country. Like, yeah. I'm representing the country. Like, I'm standing for something here. And that was like a massive moment in my career that I look back on so proud. Like, my grandma's looking at me proud. My mum is like super proud. Mm. And, and it's just that feeling there is indescribable, you know, to, mm. to like, that's how it really was. And, and even that. Even the moment when I did make my debut, it was in the Gold Cup, a massive occasion. Um, it was against Jamaica. Yeah. We ended up drawing that game. Um, the next game we played, we, we then moved to the quarterfinal. We played against USA in front of 100,000 people, which was wow. just, it was just, it was life-changing. And, and it was just that, that moment where, you know, that you, ex that you, that you dream of. It's yeah. things that you dream of that you're like, you know, you want to be playing in front of hundreds of thousands of people. Mm. Um, and this was just a moment in my life that I was like, wow, like what that I got to experience this was, is something that's amazing. Mate, you must have been buzzing. I mean, if that was me, if I, because I could have played for, I say could have in inverted commas, I'm talking about from a legal perspective, could have played for England or Jamaica. 
So yeah. I did play for England as a youngster because I, I attended the FA National School. I don't know if you're aware of the National yeah, School. Yeah, I am. Now I've been from yeah. That was Lily Shaw. Um, so I was representing England at that point. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I was to play for any national team as like a, as an adult, it would just be an honour. Um, so to have that experience, you must have been like so excited. Um, let the listeners know who you were actually playing for in terms of the country. Yeah, Curacao, Curacao. So it's actually an island. Um, most people don't even know it. And that's what's so amazing about it. Like, yeah. just, the, just that occasion, like, it brought so much attention to the country yeah. and to the, to the island. Like, people know Aruba, you know, and stuff like that. But, but yeah. they don't know Curacao when, when Curacao is, 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 is doing so amazing as well now. Mm. And just like, the, 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 how we played on that day. Yeah. We played, we played unbelievable, and USA gave us so much respect after it. And you know, all the players came up to us after the game and was like, "Wow, like you guys should have won," sort of thing. And and yeah. it was just that's what that that feeling that we get is 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 something that we're so proud of. You know, to bring it back to the country and to mm. to see that they're so proud and to see that we put them kind of on the map right now. And Absolutely. now to have a chance to actually, like a big chance to qualify for the World Cup is mm. just, is just massive. Like our chances is like, we have a real good chance to do that. So it's just amazing. Like if we don't go to this one, like there's a big chance that we go to the next one because there's more teams going as well. So well, like we are just, we are just living a dream right now. And we, mm. That's one of our goals. And that's one of my personal goals. So, like, now I've said it on this podcast, so now when it comes to reality, we'll bring this clip up and put it on. So That's good, yeah. No pressure there, then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, in terms of, obviously, you're still playing. Um, and so far, when I've been speaking to people on the podcast, it's normally people who have retired and whatever else. For whatever reason, they've retired through injury or um, through age or whatever it may be. Um, so it's good to have someone on who's still playing and obviously still relevant in the game. So from that perspective, any listeners out there who are still in the game, um, you, still, you still are relevant. Um, in terms of when it comes to retirement and things like that, because I don't want retirement to be seen as a negative. And sometimes as sports people, when we speak to people, when people approach us about retirement, it's sometimes a negative conversation and it doesn't have to be. And obviously we started off um, the chat and you were kind of talking about your, your company and I can see you were so enthused about it um, about your business and that's good because you're still involved in the game you're still what mid-twenties so you still yeah, got, yeah you, you've got at least what no pressure by the way but probably another eight to ten years in the game but you've started to kind of think about your future already and that that's kind of something to be uh, kind of um, recommend well something to be kind of looked up to for that and obviously um you've got to be commended for it as well because it's not easy and like you said you've gone into an industry where you probably didn't really know much about it and you said you were nervous and things like that and again you, you push through and obviously it seems like things are going well um i'm assuming that's what you want to do or something along those lines when you come to retirement um in terms of transferable skills then because obviously you're still in the game you still got a chance to enhance your transferable skills anyway. But at this present time, what are your transferable skills that you've kind of taken from football and pushed forward into your business? I think it's that like, like confidence, you know, you have to have a certain confidence when you're, you're on the pitch, right? And it's just about taking all the positives that you have out of the game of football, like, leadership you know like learn these traits and and then you can take them traits into your life after football you know mm -hmm. and it's that sort of thing like like you said like life after football seems scary it seems like a daunting place when in hindsight you know that's life and it's and it's and it's that sort of thing where i think we have to realize that you know your life your life changes all the time you know your well, circumstances yeah. change all the time so Enjoy the football career as it is, but also set yourself up for, for, for what you're going to do after football. You know, like, what is it that you're passionate? Like, I'm going to go back to what I said before. Like, what are you passionate about? Start to really invest your time. Like, like investing yourself to create what you desire to do. Like, mm. you, like you said, like you have the resources now, use them. You have the people around you now, use them. 
Like it's like you have to use the things that you have now to set yourself up for life after football because you don't want to get to a point where football ends and you're like, what now what? And that's what most players do. And then a big shock happens and then they're like, I don't know what to do in my life. Divorce, money gone, money, yeah. money problems. And, yeah. and that's the sort of thing what we have to start to think about now. We have to realise this now. We have to wake up and mm. think, hey, that can't be me. I need to set myself up. Mm. 100%. And even if... Because like I said at the top of the show, and it's something I always like explain as well, there's no right or wrong. So you need to do what's right for you. Everyone's got their own kind of, uh, I don't know, financial backing or financial issues, uh, mm -hmm. relationship issues, whatever it may be, issues on the pitch. Um, maybe you don't know how to sell yourself in terms of your transferable skills, which again is another issue that you need to overcome as well. Because it's pointless having transferable skills if you don't know how to showcase them. Um, but in terms of, maybe doing something whilst you're playing that may not be possible for everyone uh, and again it may not be something that you want to concentrate on i personally didn't however what did help me make my transition and i've said this many times before was having the mindset that if i don't make it to the higher echelons of football and sustain a career i'm gonna have to work purely because i won't have enough money to maybe do what i want to do or just not do anything at all so that mindset from the age of 24 25 aided me going forward um, and it, it kind of, although I was always grounded anyway, it grounded me even further just because I knew that when it came to leaving football and working in kind of, I don't know, City Street, no one could really say anything to me because I never really lived in that football bubble. So mm -hmm. you can only do what you can do. You can't really help people's perceptions and people always have a perception of athletes anyway, especially footballers. Um, and I don't like the way all footballers are grouped into like a, the same category. So when people yeah. say, oh, footballers are earning too much, well, I always think, well, what about League One, League Two? What about the lower leagues? Like, not all footballers are earning millions a year. It doesn't work like that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, in terms of me, I didn't, I just thought, well, I'm going to have to work. And then luckily, I went for an interview, got a job in my first interview, well, second interview with the same company. So I never experienced rejection and whatever else. So I was lucky from that perspective. But I do think that if you're going down the route that I went down and you're thinking, well, I want to concentrate 100% on football, which is fine, have the mindset that if you don't make it and sustain a career at the higher echelons of football in whatever league, you're probably going to have to work afterwards. Um, and I don't want people to get comfortable or stuck in that football bubble because, yeah. like you said, when you re retire at 35, that's no age at all. Even if it's, if it's older than 35, so let's say 39, 40 still so young in, in life terms anyway. Um, so but even, even just, sorry to cut you there, but even like just, like most people don't finish at 35, right? Most people finish earlier. Like yeah. you have, like for me, like it's, it, you have to start thinking about your life. You have to, like, yeah. You have to start thinking about it from early. Like, mm. and I understand like you have to um, concentrate on your football and give your all to your football. Mm. But at the end of the day, you've got to give your all to your life. Like it, football is just a part of your life. It's not all of your life, Absolutely. right? If you're not going to give, if, you, if, if you're not focused on your relationship, if you're not focused on your finances, if you're not focusing on, on the other areas of your life, then that's going to explode. But your career might go amazing, but your life isn't. And that's yeah. why, and that's why you have to really think about these things from now. Like mm -hmm. it's not like you cannot, you cannot like kind of just wait and, and like, yeah, I'm going to give my all to football. Like, mm -hmm. and then, and then you're going to get a big shock to when life hits. Exactly. Because, you know, a lot of most people do. And, and that's why I really do encourage, like, any footballer who is listening to this, like, just figure out what you want to do. Like, you have something in your heart that you desire to do. Go after it. Go and do your research. Go and invest in yourself. Put some energy mm -hmm. in there and, and, and go figure out what you desire to do. 100%. And, again, it's trial and error sometimes. Because people always yeah. think, especially as footballers, you think, okay, well, like, Okay, I had a shot. I didn't score. I should have scored. Okay, that's fine. That's one kind of mindset to have. But then in, in terms of life and business and whatever you're doing, whether you're working for a company or working for yourself, you may not find something straight away. So mm -hmm. it's easy to, it's easier if you, you go into something um, and if it doesn't work, just okay, that's one door kind of opened and move on to the next one. Um, and that's just how it is. It's like when you're playing football, you may go to a club and it just doesn't work out. Then what happens? You go to another yeah. club and then it, it works out. And that's just how it is. And that's kind of life in general. Um, I do resonate with what you're saying in terms of just 
try and do something and if you don't have the mindset of maybe an avenue that you want to pursue and the stats yeah. are there to show that players who are like yourself who have got interests outside of the sport or whether it be in the sport but something aside from football um, whether it be coaching or whatever it may be so coaching within football or outside or another business venture which is a completely different industry players athletes that have got other interests off the field generally perform better on the field and the stats are there so yeah Mm -hmm. so not a lot of people know that um kind of i did some research and i spoke to various different people and the stats are out there to show so it's sometimes it's frustrating because especially in the lower leagues where managers will will kind of berate players who have got off field interests just Mm -hmm. because they may think well they're not focusing fully on their football it doesn't really work like that um so I think sometimes football, because of the amount of money in football, yeah. it, it kind of surprises me how certain aspects are still a bit archaic. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really impressed with what you're doing. Um, in terms of your company then, obviously, I want you to promote that a little bit more. Again, just let people know where we can find you in terms of social media, the name of it, and obviously just touch on again what you do for people. Yeah, so so basically, just to touch on what you said, like, it really is, you know, important, everything that you've said. You know, I really do want to make that point of what everything that you said is so important to know and to really, like, start taking action on it. Mm. Like, it's all good, well, and speaking about it and, and yeah, like, it, yeah, I'd love to do that or I'd like to do that. Go and take action on it. Who can you call right now that's going to make you make that step forward? Yeah. What can you actually go research now to try and get to make yourself forward? So start taking action on the things that we're actually speaking about. So seeing evidence in your life that you can get in return like like in this life like nothing's going to get given to you you're not just going to get given anything you have to go out there and get it like mm. like we are footballers we're out here because we fought to where we are right now so yeah. we have to really understand that that's what life is like it's not just it's not just things are going to get handed to you but you can use what you have right now to your advantage and i encourage everybody to to really do use that an advantage man. And just to go on to my business, yeah. So basically, it's personal development and mindset for, for professional footballers. And I encourage anybody to, that's listening to this podcast to, to really come and join our community. Come and join our community and, and, see, and see how you can like, grow as a person. Because at the end of the day, it's all about growing in, in who you are and, and figuring out who you are beyond football. It's, it's all well and good, you know, George the footballer, Kenji the footballer, whoever the footballer. Mm. You've got, you got to really understand who you are at the core and, and what, you, what your desires are, what you want from your life. Like, how does it look like to have the best relationship? How does it look like to have the finances that you desire? Like, where mm. would you want to be in five years' time? Like, start setting out goals to really get yourself to where you desire to be. So come and join a community. You're going to be full of... Uh, other guys that are really other footballers that are all desiring to be the best person that they can be not just the best footballers but we're all like we're all wanting to be the best people that we can be as well so yeah man we got we got a lot of uh, good guys in there that that will really help you to to becoming your best version of yourself good stuff sounds really exciting mate um look forward to obviously looking into that as well um so yeah let me know the details um up there about that um, we'll keep in touch anyway. One thing I wanted to ask you as well, um, and I tend to ask this question a lot across the board, um, do you think more help's needed for athletes? Aside, aside from, so, okay, you've got the perfect athlete whereby they want to go out and they want to do something. Um, they've got the resilience, they've got the, the gumption to go out and get help and whatever else. So you've got a well-rounded athlete, for argument's sake. Um, but where does he or she go? Do you think more athletes need help? terms of making the transition from sport to another career and when I say another career it can be within sport so at boardroom level or whatever or something completely different like myself working in an estate agent in property mm-hmm. do you think more help's needed because obviously with yourself I think you said at the start that your wife is a businesswoman anyway so I'm assuming mm-hmm. you got some kind of help from her but did you get any help from um, other organizations outside of sport within sport yeah, so me, I'm a big believer in investing in yourself, right? Yeah. I'm a big believer in, in that's the best investment that you can do. And that's just not money. That's just not always money. It's also time, you know, so because, because money is just energy. And yeah. I believe that the investment that you can do in yourself is, is, is hiring a mentor, hiring somebody that's already done 
what, what you want to go and do. Like I've, I've invested in myself, you know, people wouldn't believe the amount of, the amount of money and I, wouldn't, and I wouldn't even, I don't regret any of it because it's, it's mm. made me grow as a person. It's made me do, start taking action on things that I actually want to go and do. So mm. I do believe that you have to invest in yourself. You have to invest time, you have to invest resources, you have to invest your energy into what you desire to do. And everybody's different, like you said. Right. If someone wants to do this, someone wants to do finance, someone wants to yeah. do like everybody wants to do their own thing. Mm. It's all about figuring out what you desire to do in your heart. So you've got to go deep into yourself and ask yourself the question, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? Like it's all well and good just living by accident, but you have to start living with purpose to your life. Like what will what do you what do you desire to have next year? Oh, I don't know what I want. Like the first question that I asked, so, so what is it that you desire, bro? Mm. And he's like, oh, I, I don't know, yeah. man. I said, how, how do you expect your life to go a certain way and to be a certain way when you don't know what you want? Mm. So it's all about this, like going into yourself, asking what you want, like what, what is it that you desire? Get it written down, get it. And then you start, your life will start to really flow. It will start mm. to be like, nah, this isn't for me. This one's for me. This isn't for me. Otherwise, you're just going to be, oh, this one, oh, real estate, yeah. oh, um, this, um, mm. this. And you're just grabbing on all these things, all these trees that you'd like. But then it's like, you're not going to put your energy into anything useful because it's not what you desire to do. And when things get tough, when things get hard, you're going to say, ah, oh, give up. Mm. But when you're passionate about it and you love it, like you're going to give that extra more force. Mate, that's great advice. Great advice, man. Um, once again, where can we find you on social media? Name of the company. Yeah, so my name's Kenji Gore. So I'm Kenji Gore on Instagram. Come and follow me. Come and join the group. And um, the On The Ball Squad is the name of the group. That, that's on social media. That will be uh, launching this week. Um, and also On The Ball Mindset is the, is the Instagram name for, for, for my business. So... Yeah, man, come and join me. DM me if you've got any further questions. I'm always here, man. Brilliant. Once again, um, really enjoyed the chat. Um, some insightful information there. Um, thanks for coming on. Like I said before, hope everything goes well with your career um, on and off the field. I'm sure it will. Um, stay positive. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep in touch as well. Because um, obviously, could maybe move forward and obviously just interact and see how things are going from your perspective and mine as well. Um, and go from there, basically. So, yeah, just re really appreciate you coming on the show. And um, like I said, just take care and obviously uh, be positive going forward. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it a lot. I love what you're doing. Continue to do it. Like, like I hope that it really does uh, inspire people to start doing what they love to do and what they're passionate about. So I'm really loving this, what you're doing, and just continue to do it because it's really helping people going through the situation that they're going through. So, yeah, man, you're a blessing, man. So continue, bro. Appreciate the feedback. Take care and we'll chat soon. Yeah, man, definitely, bro. See you soon. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.